From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And away we go. Welcome aboard. Hope you'll stay for the duration. Just going through some emails here. And uh, received this from just a dateline, Ohio, Fireball. Did you hear about this? September 27th, a meteor exploded in the skies above the U.S. Midwest. Witnesses report shadows cast upon the ground, unusual sounds, and a swirling contrail marking the aftermath of the blast. It was the most brilliant fireball that I've ever seen, reports Angela McLean, a faith ranch in uh, Jewett, Ohio. The entire landscape lit up, she continues. I spun around, and there it was, a huge bright green light streaking across the sky. I had similar reports, meteors uh, across the U.S. southeast, What's going on? And then, of course, we had all this talk about Planet X. Now, I'm sort of uncertain as to what the status of Planet X is. I mean, this this story has been in the news, probably going back to the, uh, the Zachariah Sitchin and the Anunnaki and this this um, this planet with this rather uh, strange 3,600-year orbit. And we've been told repeatedly that it's coming back and is on a collision course with Earth. And I believe it was supposed to collide with our little blue marble here sometime in 2012 and then in May of 2013. I'm not sure what the status is. Maybe we'll find out a little bit later. Our good friend, remote viewer, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is standing by to talk Earth changes with us. Does something wicked this way come? Well, we'll we'll find out. All right, listen, I mentioned earth changes and uh, what is in store. Uh, You know, the old Bob Dylan uh, tune, a hard rains are going to fall. Is that what's coming our way? It certainly seems like it if you look at the the newspapers. Ongoing strife in the Middle East, Egypt, Syria, of course, Iran. And then, of course, we have this economic mess that the mainstream media continues to tell us everything is just, you know, it's Goldilocks, right? Everything is just... Perfect. Everything's on track and the recovery is coming along nicely. Uh, meanwhile, the Federal Reserve is pumping $85 billion a month into this black hole and we are not seeing any sort of recovery that I can tell. Uh, if you look at uh, the, the shadow stats, and I'm not talking about the official government numbers that the mainstream media parrots, I'm talking about the shadow stats. Things like the E6, which is a more accurate picture, a snapshot of unemployment in the United States, it could be as high as 24%. Now, if you're of a certain age, that's going to sound familiar. It was called the Depression, and uh, it's not uh, you know, limited to the United States. Look what's happening in Japan. Look what's happening in Europe. We're talking about the three biggest economies on the planet. If any one of those were to go down, it could be you know, lights out. But all three, perhaps, at the same time? This is serious, folks. Anyway, enough of me pontificating. Let's uh, say hello to our dear friend, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. He's best known as a trance clairvoyant. He's a spiritual healer, teacher, published author. He holds a doctorate in therapeutic counseling. He demonstrates many abilities studied by noetic sciences, including telepathy, telekinesis, remote viewing, prediction, and prophecy. He's one of a select few able to demonstrate all of these abilities and even fewer who are considered a reliable information source. And Dr. Douglas's deep trance meditation style is often compared to that of Edgar Casey, one of the most documented medical intuitives of the 20th century. He's been variously called a mystic, a seer, the man with x-ray eyes, and the last of the sleeping prophets. He's also the author of The New Renaissance, a prophecy of 2012 and beyond, which I believe has now just been uh, printed in uh, four, four languages. 
Dr. Cottrell, welcome once again. How are you, my friend? Douglas is fine, Richard. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you again. We've been talking on the air like this for, what, 20, 30 years maybe? 50, I think, actually, uh, <laughs> in another life. Uh, it's been it's been close to 20. Yeah, and uh, I can attest that many of the things uh, that you have uh, documented, not only on my programs, uh, the various incarnations of my programs, but on your, on your website, uh, in your books, uh, have come to pass. Uh, and, you know, obviously we are in troubled times. And a lot of people are, quite frankly, worried, and I think with, with, with good reason. Uh, so let's talk about some of the things that we're hearing, you know, in the, uh, uh, in the ether. Uh, online, we're hearing rumors about, uh, you know, collision with Planet X. We're hearing, and, and, and some of these actually we're hearing from, you know, uh, mainstream scientific organizations, uh, NASA, for example, they're they're concerned about solar flares and solar activity. If we have a, a, another, uh, I believe it was the the, the Carrington event uh, back in the, um, the the late 1900s or the late uh, 1800s, uh, where telegraphs you know went uh, went out all over the world because of a solar uh, you know coronal ejection. If we had one of those today, given our dependence on you know the electrical grid and and uh, you know all our digital devices and so forth, it could be lights out. We could be freezing in the dark for a very long time. So what, you, you want to start with with uh, with that? I mean, uh, how do you how do you want to approach this as a as a as a remote viewer, uh, uh, as someone who's had uh, dreams uh, about solar activity? Well, let's uh, let's review a little bit. <clears throat> I've been on your show many times, and we've talked about things that come true, and then later scientific research uh, proves out what we said a long, long time ago. I was talking about the crust of the Earth spinning at a different speed than uh, the center or the mantle, uh, mantle of the Earth. And not too long, a couple of years later, there was a scientific proof that was saying, yes, the crust is spinning at a different speed, but it was considered natural. Well, it's not natural. Uh, the way uh, we're getting in trouble weather-wise and the earth changes that are taking place is that the mantle and the earth are, sp- are spinning at different speeds, creating huge friction, which is heating up the crust, which is heating up the oceans, which is completely devastating our climate. I want to tell everybody that... Oh, let me just jump in here because that's interesting. I've not... I, I'm on the record, and I think people know that I'm not a, I don't believe in man-made global warming. Absolutely so, right. So absolutely. you're saying that the, the, the cause of global warming or climate change has to do with the the mantle spinning at a different speed than the Earth's crust. That's right. Now, the reasons it's happening from, um, well, all the mining and, and uh, the fracking is taking place to who knows what. You know, let's not, let's just sidestep that and say it is happening. And I was on your show years ago talking about it. Uh, and my prediction, my, what I've seen, and I saw this in a vision, was that the Earth is spinning. Uh, it's actually tilting. We're going to change the, uh, the not only the polarity, but we're going to change the geographical uh, north and south poles because of this. But the point is that the cause of what's taking place in our climate is that the oceans are heating up. The reason they're heating up is because the earth is heating up from the inside out. That's why you're seeing anim- uh, creatures uh, beaching themselves and sharks heading into uh, fresh water like the St. Lawrence and things like that. Birds falling out of the sky. Exactly right. There's gases being released into the air that are, are just, you know, devastating from this cracking and, and shifting. 
Um, there was a pyramid discovered off the co- uh, coast of uh, Portugal just recently. Uh, there are all kinds of surprises coming up, and people are now flying Google or have been under the under the ocean. There's, they have seen very strange things. Atlantis is being reported to come up in off the coast of Spain and, and elsewhere, including this, what we think is probably a remnant of Atlantis in Portugal. But getting to the point, this, the Earth's crust has fallen and cities and continents have gone underwater like Atlantis. And that's what's going to happen now. Because of the heating, the crust is going, it's like a cake. It's going to heat up and it's going to fracture. Volcanoes are on the rise. Earthquakes are happening thousandfold. And I've been saying on your show since 19, in the 1980s anyway, I've been talking about these things that are happening. But back to the point, the reason we're having this difficulty is the oceans are heating up and it's causing everything. One degree is really bad. Two degrees heating up is horrific. And we're going to see four degrees temperature change in the oceans. Where does this information come to you from? The Akashic Record? Is this coming through your deep trans meditative state? Uh, dreams? How? All of the, all of above. Mm. I wrote that book, The New Renaissance, A Prophecy of 2012 and Beyond. And I was in Poland telling people who were, who were hysterical that December, you know, 2012, we're going to have, we're going to disappear. And I was saying nothing's going to happen. The sun's going to come up and the sun's going to go down. But we're in a time of change, and when we look back at that moment in time in December 2012, that's going to be like the like the 9-11 date. It's going to be a line in the sand, and we're in this renovation time. But what I have seen... Renovation? It sounds like the, the roof is going to come down. I mean, wh- wh- well, yeah, how can... That's how you renovate a house. You, take, you start at the top down, but I, I, I don't want to scare people. I want to tell them that I, I, I was on your show, and I've said this before, and I was at the conspiracy bookstore on a book signing some time ago, and I said the same things. What's happening now is a renovation. A lot of bad things are going on. A lot of bad people have been exposed. Look how many, uh, you know, manipulators of money funds and whatnot have been brought to justice. Uh, more, Not enough for my, my, well, it's ongoing. my opinion. It's yeah. ongoing. Well, the, the point is this, that we're in this state of flux, this renovation time. And not to scare people, but to say that we're going to get through this. This is my message. But... We're going to see some horrific things. I've had a vision where the White House is going to be washed out or flooded. I said that on your show years ago. I've had visions of Africa shrinking in size. When I spoke to some people from Nigeria, I found out that the coastal plain around Africa is almost at sea level. I did not know that ahead of time, which means that the continent of Africa is going to shrink, as I saw it in this vision, because the oceans are going to rise. And the reason they're going to rise is because of the crust fluctuating. And that's why we're going to see tsunami and earth changes and volcanic activity on the increase. And we're going to see more of it, but we're going to have a good time getting through this. But we've got to stick together, and I'll tell you more about that after the break. Douglas James Gattrell, Canada's Edgar Casey, some call him. I would concur. Back with more in a moment. Don't you dare go away. Afraid of the Dark, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Dr. Douglas James Gattrell is with us. His uh, book, The New Renaissance, The Prophecy of 2012 and Beyond. Uh, and obviously, you know, we're, we're, um, we are beyond 2012, but many of the uh, things 
that we are that we're concerned about back in uh, December 2012, we're still concerned about, and they're sort of looming out there on the horizon. Uh, and you know, we always say we don't want to alarm people, but how can one not be alarmed uh, when you when you look at the newspaper and see what's going on? Uh, out there geopolitically, uh, uh, or, or whether it's, uh, you know, the climate. Uh, anyway, D- Douglas, I want to, I want to go back to the, the pole shift. I know I, I, I asked you about solar storms and we'll, we'll, we'll get around to that, but, uh, the, a pole shift. Do you have a time frame for when this is going to happen? I mean, does it happen instantaneously? Uh, or does it take, uh, years? How does it happen? Well, I've given it out on your show as before, Richard. It's when the planets align in a V-shape and we have uh, the moon in front of the Earth, the Earth with uh, the sun behind it. And some astrologer people or people who look at the sky say, this is going to happen or it's come close before and it's going to come up in November. So whether it's this November or a year from now, whether these influences, they might be time-legged, we're talking immediate future. I'm not trying to scare anyone. The book I wrote was two or three years ago, and we uh, we laid out uh, these in, these incidences and this timing is in the, the timing is in the sky, so it's here. This is not going to be like the when I was in California talking to the movie stars back in the middle eighties. It was yeah yeah California is going to slip off into the ocean someday somewhere. No, it's not like that. It's now. It's now the time. The immediate future. Things. We're in the foreseeable future in our, in our lifetime. In my next, in this next decade, I'm not saying this is exactly it, but the things I've seen, uh, if we look at, uh, the activity in Yosemite Park, Old Faithful and the volcanic activity there, it's going off the scale. And I had a vision of a huge cloud of smoke and fire and lava coming eastward so that an air, uh, in an airfield couldn't fly. And there is such, in uh, that vicinity, there is such a, a geographical layout of that. So we're talking now. We're, we're, and so now's the time to be prepared. We talk about the gold How does one, sorry, but how does one prepare for a pole shift? I mean, how does one survive that, let alone prepare for it? <clears throat> okay, well, the, the pole shift, uh, you know, right now, and again, on your show, Richard, you and I have talked about things, and you've been at on a leading edge and, and discussions, a lot of things we've talked about. Uh, right now, the North Pole is racing towards Russia at 40 kilometers a year. We talked about the wobbling of the Earth a long time ago, which was a magnetic 5 to 15 degrees. I, fly, I used to fly planes. So we're talking about a magnetic shift, but now we're talking that the North Pole is moving, progressing towards the West. People have had dreams not connected to the east, you mean, towards Russia. Towards Russia, sorry. I'm looking from Canada and moving west. The point is that it's it's tipping. The sun, the polarity of the sun, north and south, is flipping. We know that the north is now rotating towards the south, and the south will catch up to the north. We know that. It's it's out there. That's part of this, uh, that 11-year solar cycle. Is that what we're talking about? This is a precursor because the Earth has a huge gravity, never mind solar flares and all the other uh, strange things. I was on your show when I said there were going to be six sunspots in in a straight line that showed up, and that happened. I didn't believe it myself until I saw the evidence. And by the way, uh, my model's faith is, is built upon belief and beliefs built upon evidence. So everything I say has to be evidence. And there are people out there saying you can't see the future. Well, I beg to, beg to differ. I can see the future. But we're getting back to this pole shift. How do we survive it? Move inland. 200 uh, miles, not kilometers, miles from the East Coast. Move inland. We're going to see the St. Lawrence open up. We're going to see more activity in Montreal, more volcanic activity. There's six volcanoes down there. 
Didn't you tell me on, on, a, on a show years October ago that the that. falls are going to reverse? That's right, too. If what all we need is that 113 or 117-foot shift in the escarpment, and Lake uh, Ontario is going to go into Lake Erie, which is a very shallow lake. We're talking Niagara Falls here, folks. Niagara Falls, yes, uh, in Canada. And so we're going to see it go uh, towards the west, as we know now, and it's going to drain down the Mississippi Valley, uh, Lake McMichigan, et cetera. So the, the pole shift is going to happen. How to prepare for it is to do the standards. Have a food supply in the house for six to eight months or more. Have some gold coins, silver coins, or semi-precious, precious jewelry, portable property, if you will. Uh, own your own property. Have a place where you can grow food if you want to move out in the country. I did this in 1979. I took my family out towards Orangeville, Shelburne area in preparation for this. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Uh, my family's all grown up now, and I'm back in the city, and I'm traveling the world and Europe and, and South America, et cetera, doing whatever the good Lord wants me to do. But the point is that how you prepare for this is get folks together who think in accord like you do and have a tribal mentality. Get people together you can count on. You yeah, you can't do it on your own. No. You need, you need, you know, a doctor, a butcher, a candlestick maker, all of that. You know, you need to, uh, to build a community so that you've got people with special skills. And there are people now in the Pyrenees and other places I've been there that have communities. They're disjointed and they're full of politics and they have their own views on things and maybe I'm the man to come around and help them have a singleness of purpose as we go forward talking about the law of one, which is the way out of all this mess. But the point is that be prepared. Don't just say this is a 2,500-year cycle or, well, this is not going to happen in my lifetime. It will happen sometime. It is happening right now. When, when my son Doug and I put this book together, New Renaissance, he had an angel or a voice say to him, hurry up and get it done. Because what's in this book, and I'm going to tell you uh, on different pages, things that we've done on page 105, we talk about the Syria problem. That's happening today in the book three years out from the time we started it. The, the, the book talks about how to prepare for the changes that are coming. It talks about where safe places are in the world. It talks about the flooding. There have other, there have been other people out there who have talked about flooding and I'm not, you know, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but they have been forecasting the same things. Forearmed is forewarned. Evidence is look around, read, look, find out yourself. Don't bury your head in the sand. I'm an oracle. I'm giving you the future. If it doesn't happen, the worst you can be out is you stock up on some things or you prepare. How many people would perish in, in such a cataclysmic event? Well, you know, somewhere, what was it, uh, the Catholic Church had those predictions of the three children. and uh, The third secret of Fatima. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I believe it's going to say not one, but possibly two-thirds of the population will disappear if things are on the same course. The Hopi Indians, remember that famous little two-way chart that, that was carved or painted on the stone? It talks about the descent of human race into oblivion or a possibility that we can, work by working together, save ourselves. I think that's likewise saying 50-50. A huge percentage of the people. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I hope that whatever the numbers are, that they are small. In my uh, institution in uh, Hamilton, Many Mansion Spiritual Center, we pray for the world. We pray for peace. We pray for God to lessen the uh, the changes that are taking place. All right, let me grab a call here. Darlene is in Hamilton, Ontario. Darlene, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, um, I have a 
two questions. Uh, one is, is the law one a reference to Jesus? And two is, uh, can you help uh, me find or how do you find a physical location, an area versus, let's say, street signs? I'm not sure I understand the second question. An area, let's say, street uh, signs. Do you, you, you want information yeah, on how to remote like view? You want to learn well, how to remote view? a physical place, let's say, uh, um, a physical place like a forest, a field. If you can see that versus actually knowing a location, a street location. So. Well, you can do both. You know, there's not a problem with giving, uh, having information from the divine. Uh, I'm a Christian. I belong to organizations that are serious uh, research in the metaphysical aspects of uh, Jesus the Christ. Uh, wherever I go, Mary watches over me, and I'm not a Catholic. I've been in basilicas, and I've sat in the Pope's chair by, uh, with a great honor by uh, Catholic people. Uh, wherever I go, I'm sort of watched over by the Holy Family. What you, okay, let me ask you about the... the um, we'll get into this a little, a little bit later as well, but the, the law of one, what is that in a nutshell? Well, it goes back to the ancient spiritual practices, which is what uh, Jesus was talking about. We're all one. We can look at the Trinity and we and we understand that there is a hierarchy, the Father, the Son means ourselves, and the Holy Ghost is that interdimensional beings that we might want to call spirit or angels or ghosts even, if you will. But the point being is that we're all one. The spiritual world and the physical world is all one. So the, the point is that the law of one gets back to the original golden rule that we are all one, that we take care of each other. And every spiritual master that I've ever looked at or studied or saint has said the same thing. And if you read the words of Jesus the Christ, it's the same. Take care of each other. Don't do any harm to one another. Love one another. So in, in investigating the spiritual aspects and the law of one is getting back to that. Stick together. Help each other. When disaster strikes, go and help. Don't sit there you know, and, and sort of say, well, there's nothing I can do. So the law of one is a practical spirituality, it's an action-oriented spirituality, but it's a spiritual journey which says no one can stand between you and God Almighty. You have a direct approach to God uh, as the universal let, mind. Let me, let me talk about that mindset, though, for a moment. If and when uh, the Shinola hits the fan, and let's say it's a pole shift, and let's say two-thirds of the Earth's inhabitants perish. And it's, at least in the early going, every man for himself. And, uh, you know, things I, I believe, maybe the first 24 hours, 48 hours, people will have that sense of responsibility for their neighbor. But once the hunger pangs set in, well, once they run out of fuel, once they know that that guy down the street has six months' worth of water supply locked in his barn, I'm... My concern is, my belief is, things are going to get nasty in a hurry. I mean, all of the civility is going to be quickly washed away. How are we going to get from every man for himself, full onset panic mode, to this law of one? Are we just, is it going to be uh, an evolution of human consciousness? Uh, how are we going to arrive at that? It's already taking place now, Richard. Uh, wherever there's a disaster, you'll see huge aid going to different places in the world. This is the biblical prophecy coming true where soldiers will turn their weapons into plowshares, which means that they'll put down their weapons. Think of it. The military are the best equipped, the strongest, 
they have the will, they have the leadership, they have transportation, they have vehicles to go and rescue people. What's going to happen is warfare will stop. This is going to be a really good thing, and that's why we call it our renovation. In this time, and people have seen Manhattan flooded, they have seen the eastern seaboard flooding. Edgar Casey predicted that Virginia Beach would be destroyed and his uh, his uh, institution would be destroyed. You have to come back and discover it or show everybody where the vault was. We are going to survive this. But for that time, if we're prepared, human nature being human nature, this is why I'm saying you have to have a tribal mentality where everybody is sort of helping one another. I don't think it's going to be everybody on a rampage. I'm sure there will be. I mean, I'm a realist as well. I'm sure there will be groups of people who are hungry going out and, and trying to slaughter people. That's why to move out of the cities or to have a place where you're self-sufficient is very important. This is going to be a re- reverting back to an agricultural base situation. We're almost already there. I mean, we're in super warp speed the way we're going right now with everything, information, people, decisions, hatred. Uh, murders, uh, all those things are being, all those negative things in the world are being accented right now. People like me who are writing books like this one and people like this later asking questions, we really want to find our way out of it. Don't forget, as above, as below, the spiritual world above, God Almighty is ordaining that we're going to go through this change. These changes. This is not the first time. This will be the fifth world change that's happened. There have been four previous world calamities, including Atlantis and, and Lemuria. That's Mayan prophecy, is it not? And, and I believe the Hopi as well. You can go, and we well, can go back to all the uh, all the different civilizations. And our good friend Robert Appel is an authority on lost civilizations. They all have the same stories about a big flood that happened, and we survived, and we grew to what we are today. So believe in God Almighty. Don't don't think that we're on our own here. And the children that are coming into the world now, especially if you look on the top of their head, they have two swirls in their hairline. These are master children. And what does that mean? Well, these are these are souls that are highly developed, and they are smart. They know how to cooperate, and they're going to be the generation that gets us out of this mess. I'm just trying to... Uh, um, um Imagine, <laughs> I've got two delightful twin boys. I'm uh, sure they're going to be I haven't checked their head first. I'm just trying to reconcile that with all the pee-pee caca talk at the, at the dinner table. And they, these are spi- these are our spiritual saviors. <laughs> Lord help us. <laughs> well, let's look back a little bit. Sometime, not too in the distant, distant past, your parents were looking at the top of your head and saying, this is our baby. Who, who would have thought there would be a master communicator and, and bringing a light into the world like you are, my friend? No, but I, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm in jest, but uh, I will pursue that uh, thread when we come back on the other side. And there will be another side. There will be a tomorrow, at least for now. Douglas James Cottrell with us. The book is The New Renaissance, A Prophecy for 2012 and Beyond. As we talk Earth Changes, stay with us. When you look at the sky, ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And we continue to talk uh, about Earth changes with remote viewer, intuitive healer, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. Uh, And uh, while everyone is sort of focused on, uh, well, 
the, the economy, uh, the, the situation in Syria seems to have, I won't say stabilized, but there seems to be at least some hope on the horizon uh, there. But uh, there seems to be something that we're forgetting about, and that is an event that took place, I guess it's now about 18 months ago. Uh, Fukushima has not gone away. That uh, nuclear disaster is still uh, in full meltdown, even as we speak. And uh, even uh, the uh, the Japanese government and, and TEPCO, the people running the uh, the uh, reactor, uh, are basically throwing their hands up, saying, "We don't know how to contain this thing." And you know they're 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 trying to to cool the uh, the reactors by pumping in uh, you know millions and millions of gallons of seawater. But radiation is like a magnet, right? Everything that touches it becomes poison. So all and all that seawater goes back out to sea. And now we're hearing reports of uh, you know contaminated uh, fish uh, on the west coast of the United States, and and uh, it's it's a scary scenario. And I've read you know people are saying this is the greatest. Issue the biggest problem facing mankind right now, far more important than uh, you know who uh, uh, the Obama administration wants to bomb this week. Fukushima will not go away. So let me ask you, uh, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. Uh, I mean, I mean, you, you, you've been talking about a polar shift, which may even dwarf Fukushima. But in, this is what we've got t- to deal with right now. What, what are your thoughts on what's happening with the, the radiation there? Well, this is ultimately going to lead to Japan completely shutting down all the reactors, and they're not going to have this kind of of energy in the future. There's already a movement, as far as I believe, uh, and I've seen in Japan to stop this. Uh, I think this is going to continue. There are prophecies to say that, you know, the fish in the sea, you won't be able to eat them. Uh, All the sea is going to go black. Uh, This is one of the omens that the time is coming, the end times or Armageddon. Uh, this is not going to go away. I don't see the place blowing up, but I can see Osaka sinking down. So I think something is going on underneath uh, Japan, and it's either going to divide the uh, island in half or it's going to sink. Uh, this is what I'm looking at right now as I'm on your show. So I, I have no solution, of course, because I'm not trained that way, but what I'm seeing is that indeed this going down or this cooling down, the sinking is going to stop something, but the poison is going to continue. And I, I'm afraid that this is going to be the fulfillment of one of the prophecies that huge areas of the sea is going to be contaminated, as you've just mentioned a moment ago. But the the result of this will be everybody looking at their reactors and, sh- and Japan's going to shut them down. Chernobyl, Chernobyl is still cooking away. It's going down too. There's still a meltdown going on there. My friend Joe Eichenhofer years and years ago saw this as, a, as, first of all, he saw atomic explosion near Moscow or near Russia, and he foresaw the event, and he also said this is not going to go away. It's still percolating. It's still causing problems. This is a, this is a serious one because it's on the dime right now. So what I can say about it is it's going to result in all of the nuclear reactors shutting down, and something's going to happen where there's going to be some some changes in the strata, which is probably going to make this thing sink underwater. To what end, I don't know. Wow. Other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? This is <laughs> uh, this is not a good uh, a good uh, scenario we're dealing with. So, I mean, Fukushima, uh, obviously, uh, if if the pole shift doesn't get us, Fukushima will. Well, let's let's look at it this way. These things are happening for our good, and what, uh, as much as this is a, a bitter pill to swallow, 
these things are happening to change what is possibly going to happen to us. And I think in the end, this is a good thing. People have seen Japan uh, sinking. Ross Peterson made predictions about that. Uh, he actually said that it would be like a, a, a bowl of ice. You push down on one side, and the other side comes up. And this is what's going to happen when Japan and the Pacific Rim, called the Ring of Fire, goes down. Things are going to be really lively on the west coast of North and South America. I have seen everything west of the Rockies disappearing, including the Jewel of the North, as a voice said to me. What's the Jewel of the North, I wondered? Alaska. Disappearing so, under the waves. Disappearing. Wow, this so, is starting to sound like the day after tomorrow. or uh, Well, you know, this is what I've seen. And, and you know, again, uh, many times on your show, we've said things and they've come true. In the book, The New Renaissance, I'm, I'm quoting from page 105 about Syria. Uh, the riots in the streets and the social collapse of the U.S. is on page 120 and 121. The gold standard and the police uh, escalating and raising fines and nickel and diming us, which is right now occurring. That's on page uh, 114. Talking about the new renaissance Renaissance uh, prophecy of 2012 and beyond. These are prophecies made in this book, and that's why it's so important for people to get the book to read it. Forearmed is forewarned. And the the foreword in here, um, and the summary actually, I, I say it, I take responsibility. If I'm wrong, the worst that's going to happen is that you'll be prepared to be prepared, and when things go wrong, you'll survive and thrive. So it's important, not just from me, but there are many people talking about these things, but you and I on your show have been chipping away at these things, giving out important broadcasts, you know, it's like the Oracle, pardon me if I hit the microphone, uh, about these different things that are happening. And many people are preparing, they're, they're, they're collecting, they're getting together, they're starting associations. And there's law yeah, they're, they're called survivalists, and they're being, you know, they're well, being ridiculed. And pilloried in the mainstream press for being a bunch of wackos. I mean, uh, well, I don't know that I would go so far as to train my, you know, my boys to, uh, you know, to uh, to assemble and disassemble and clean an AK-47. Well, that's but a, Richard, that's a whole other thing. No, no. It's, I mean, we've repelled the long gun uh, laws in this country. It must be a reason for that. Uh, I, Good point. I, I don't have I don't have uh, any intentions of, of farming myself because I believe love is the way not violence. From Mahatma Gandhi to myself, we're talking about love is the way, get together and help. So to be prepared is to figure out ways and means on how to survive and not to believe that we're going to be destitute. We're not going to be in a desert. Uh, we're not going to be you know, uh, in great difficulties. The people on the coast will be. All right. Well, there's an old Russian proverb when it comes to, you know, dealing with hard times, and that is uh, be friends with the wolf, but keep one hand on the axe. Let's take a time out. Douglas Cottrell stays with us talking earth changes here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us, if you please. The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is uh, with us. We're talking earth changes here on the program. And, you know, it, it sounds almost not trite, but when we're talking about, you know, the potential for a pole shift that could wipe out two-thirds of the Earth's inhabitants, or we're talking about Fukushima going China syndrome on us and poisoning our oceans for millions of years, and then to shift gears now and talk about the economy, it's, it's almost trite. But that's what people are staring in the face every morning when they get up is the economy. And again, you know, if you listen to the mainstream media, everything is honky-dory, or at least we're on the mend, and I don't believe it. I'd like to get your take on it as an intuitive, as a remote viewer. Do you believe, as I do, that we are on the precipice of a major worldwide depression? 
I would call it inflationary influences are really here. They're hidden. We're in a situation where America is now going into a third world economy. They, uh, I had a, a vision where the American dollar was just like, like you put a dollar in a washing machine, it was just washed away. The U.S. buck is in big trouble. It's being supported artificially. The power shift, as I said on your show some time ago, is back to China and India, and now China's in difficulty. So we're looking at the whole world economy as, as being a mix-up of people printing money, greedy so-and-sos taking advantage, callous activity. They don't, nobody really cares about the, the ordinary person, so to speak. That's not really true because there are people that care, but using that as, as, as a... Uh, a situation of, of expl- explanation. It comes down to the thing that we're in, we're in a collapse. Uh, America's in huge trouble. Uh, artificially, um, uh, people have seen gold being knocked down every Monday morning, 10 or $20. Uh, There's and, definitely a manipulation going on there. Like never before. When I was in the, in the late 70s, uh, I played the commodities with a partner. You never saw what's happening now. It was unheard of for the open manipulation of the commodity markets, especially gold. So what are people doing? Well, the the, uh, so-and-sos are filling their own pockets at the expense of everybody else, and they seem to be able to get away with it, and nobody seems to have the ability to stop it, which means we are in, like the old Roman Empire, we're in the, the throes of the end times economically. We are in great difficulty. That's why I'm saying silver coins, gold coins, Semi and, pre- and precious jewels have portable property. Get out of debt. Get out of debt at all costs, and then you'll be free. Otherwise, people are going to take things away from you, and, and you you will be barren. You will be you will be suffering. Uh, take control of your destiny. What what what? Uh, you're not uh, uh, you know here to dispense financial wisdom, but uh, necessarily. But I mean, what percentage do you think uh, of your holding should be in gold? All of it? Some of it? Twenty percent, fifty percent. Well, I I would think a, ma- a major lion's share should be in coins. Uh, you know, one can't be foolish because when you have your your uh, money in uh, in metal, it doesn't make interest, it doesn't grow. You know, you're kind of taking your talons and burying them in the ground. So I would think twenty five percent should be kept safe, no debt, and then you should be in situations where my good friend Jim Sinclair, who is uh, owns a big mining company in Africa, keep liquid. If you have shares, take them away from your broker. Put them in your uh, in your locker in your house. Don't let other people have your property. It's, and uh, so you have you have some coins, you have some pre- precious metal, whatever at hand. You have cash a little bit, maybe in your house, but you have all your investment vehicles close at range. You don't have to go somewhere and get them. Now, I'm not a financier. All the information I'm giving is based on psychic or intuitive information and should not relied upon as medical or financial advice, but it's offered for informational purposes only. So people would do these things. They can get people much more knowledgeable than I to, to take care of that. If people want to know more about what I've got to say, they can look at my website, douglasjamescottrell.com. They can follow me on Twitter and Facebook and get some more information on that. We're, I was a, I was prepared tonight to say, hey, Richard, we have a brand-new website. We're relaunching it, but... Like all things, one has to learn how to be patient. I think our website will be ready in the next day, two or three. So it's douglasjamescottrell.com. There'll be more information about this. But have some coins in your pocket. Have some groceries stocked up. The most impressive, the most uh, expensive commodity in the future will be fresh water. I believe fresh that. Water. Yes, I believe that. Been saying that for years. 
How does, but how does one prepare though for, for, uh, what could be, you know, lights out for the next generation? I mean, you, you, you can store six months worth of food and water, but I mean, this thing could be, uh, going on for a very long time before we come out the other side, before we embrace the law of one or before, you know, there's some sort of semblance of civil order again. Well, as Ross Peterson said, humankind always does the right thing, but for the wrong reasons. We are, whether we know it or not, preparing through this time of extremes. I call this a time of extremes. Ross Peterson has done the same. Edgar Casey did the same, and so did Paul Solomon. That's where we get the title, I'm the last of the sleeping prophets, because I'm the only one alive. We've all said these things, that we're going through this time of uh, chaos. It's a chaotic time. But out of chaos comes order. I'm not talking about a new world order. I'm talking about how to get along with each other. This is why the law of one doesn't matter what terms or, or, or what we believe. We are going to learn by necessity how to get along with one another. In the future, I have seen the major trading routes east and west from the east to Spain and from Spain back. And then from Spain, the trade routes would come to North America. The North uh, Russia is, it was a straight line cut off. The oceans are going to rise. They're going to flood the plains of Spain in the north. I saw San Sebastian flooded. I also saw two rivers that surround Barcelona uh, becoming lakes. So the Mediterranean is going to rise. I've seen all these things, but it wasn't like blood and guts. It was slow, methodical, but giving people time enough to run away. But it happened. So what we're looking at, in spite of ourselves, we're going to learn how to get along, and we're going to stop this violence, this negativity, this hatred, and all the things that are going on in some really bad places in the world, it's going to stop. Well, I think it was Einstein who said, you know, the Third World War will, will be fought with nuclear weapons and the Fourth World War will be fought with sticks and stones. So is it, is it like we're going, to, uh, we're going back to the Dark Ages uh, and we won't have... We won't have, uh, you know, all our digital devices. We won't have, we won't have jet aircraft. We won't have uh, a lot of them. As you say, we're going back to sort of an agrarian, what, feudal type society? Well, think of it this way. When the world flipped over last time, those animals that were living in tropical paradises, when the world flipped, the atmosphere stayed in the same place. And so we had prehistoric animals frozen solid while they were eating grass. The mastodons, yeah, in the exactly. Arctic Circle with this buttercups the, in their mouth or whatever they were. Exactly. This is the evidence of what happened because you went from, let's say, 30, 40 degrees Celsius plus to minus 50 degrees Celsius, instant freezing. So those places that are going to flip under the atmosphere, uh, that the temperature change, there's going to be disaster. But the other places are going to survive. Now, you know, just to, just to look at it, from, I had a thought in my head a moment ago to look at it as the world flips or changes uh, what's going to happen is that land masses are going to come up and land masses are going to go down especially around the, around the, close, around the uh, coastal lines but we're going to survive wherever you are in the world because what's going to happen is the, earth, the sun is going to rise from the west many people have seen this including myself and it's going to be okay we're not going to fly off the planet we're not going to disappear. We're going to be okay where we are. And I think what you've alluded to is that we're going to have a lot of uh, sunspot activity. We're going to have lots of warning how to be prepared. We shouldn't be relying upon our 
smartphones and tablets and uh, iPads and computers. We should get outside and be prepared in a hands-on way. Are your visions uh, uh, intensifying as we approach these cataclysms? Well, I'm seeing more and more. The last uh, uh, image I had was that the uh, Canadian currency was going to be changed every few months because counterfeiters were going to be able to manipulate uh, the Canadian money and the government had to keep ahead of them. Uh, the, the other uh, earth changes I've seen have been in different countries. So, yes, it is. It's like I'm given a little bit every now and then, and that's why it's important to follow me on Twitter. And when we get our new mailing list uh, thing, we're doing a complete renovation on our site to keep in contact with uh, with me, not because I want you to. I'm going to come and do a lecture in Toronto uh, very shortly, so keep in touch with me. I'll talk more about this. But keep in touch with me because I'm going to start saying this is what my vision is. This is what I've seen because they come true. And I'm, I'm gutsy enough to tell people. And I've taken a lot of ridicule. You and I have talked about this before. I've suffered prejudice for most of my life. But now, over these 39, 40 years, time and time and time again, things have come true. And that's why it's important to get this book, The New Renaissance, stay in touch with me and listen to me next time I'm on your show or every once a year or whenever we come back. Are you fearful at all? No. Why not? I would. I am. Well, I'm a, I'm, a thir- I'm 63 years old. I have grandchildren. I love them dearly. Uh, I have uh, children. Uh, my eldest daughter, Sherry, passed away because of her complications about six or seven years ago. But that's the whole reason I got involved in the spiritual world, leaving the, new, the Toronto Star to take up this honorable prof- uh, profession as a prophet. But the point is that, no, I believe God's watching over me. This is what's going to drive us back from the top down. We're going to survive. God is watching over us all the time. God Almighty. Well, what kind of future are our children and grandchildren going to have? I think they're going to have a more peaceful one. I don't think the the possibility of of nuclear war and and us killing each other is going to exist and things that are going on in Iran and Iraq. They're going to have a hard life, though. Well, in some places in the world. But in other places, it's going to be paradise. It's going to be okay. Because what happens? You remember when those tornadoes went through Barrie... Uh, a few years Just ago. Just north of Toronto here, yes. And it wiped out a lot of stuff. Do you know that was the Kickstarter that got, us, that got us out of that really bad times in the middle 80s? The economy boomed. And from that point until 95 or 96, it, we got out of a terrible situation. 95, the next shift came. All these cycles are predictable. Prophets, oracles, people like me come along and see things, but so does the ordinary person. And that's why it's important to develop yourself spiritually so that you can develop your own spiritual gifts of being able to interpret your dreams or being able to be intuitive or let God bless you with some sort of direction or information. Are are, are people coming to you, people who previously didn't believe that they were intuitive at all and are now telling you, I'm having these weird dreams. Absolutely. There's a lady in uh, in Michigan. She's a uh, she's a trial attorney. Came and had a reading, or sorry, t- came and took the course on how to do readings, and pr- and accurately predicted that gold was going to fall down four hundred dollars, which it did. And now she's in the same vision. She's seeing gold is going to go back up four hundred dollars. The time wasn't given, but that's exactly what's happened. She was right on the money, and she's an ordinary person, a trial lawyer more analytical person uh, in your life you could never meet. And my, again, my motto is faith is built upon belief and belief is built upon evidence. People say, 
what about UFOs and aliens and whatever? I say, well, we're all God's children. If God created the heavens and the earth, then God must have created other beings in faraway places. God has created us. We are going to survive. DouglasJamesCottrell.com. Keep in touch. Sign up for my email newsletter. Follow me on Twitter. Check out my Facebook page. And buy this book, The New Renaissance. Well... Uh, as you say, things on the other side may uh, may be just wonderful, but uh, the road ahead is pretty rocky. I hope to God that you're wrong, but knowing you as I do for these past nearly 20 years and, and knowing your, your record, uh, I fear you are correct, and that, quite frankly, scares the hell out of me. Please don't be afraid. We, you know, good people will survive. All right, Douglas, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, Richard. God bless you and your family. Say hello on Twitter, at Richard Serrett. The website, richardserrett.com. And as always, follow the truth.